Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Most of us have a deep desire to live long and to also live well. And we're blessed to be living in a time where we have access to some of the most cutting edge tools and knowledge ever to radically extend our lifespan. And today I have the pleasure to speak with a true visionary of health and wellness and a pioneer in holistic longevity. Anne-Louise Gittleman is one of the world's foremost experts in functional and integrative medicine. She's an award-winning New York Times bestselling author of over 35 books on health and nutrition, including diet, detox, women's health, men's health, perimenopause, menopause, beauty, and the environment. Anne-Louise holds an MS in nutrition education from Columbia University, has the title of certified nutrition specialist from the American College of Nutrition, and a PhD in holistic nutrition. She has also served as the chief nutritionist of pediatric clinic at Bellevue Hospital and is the former director of nutrition at the Pritkin Longevity Center in Santa Monica, California. She has won numerous awards, including the American Medical Writers Association Award for Excellence. Anne-Louise first revolutionized diet and detox with her hugely successful Fat Flush series, and she is living proof that getting older does not have to mean slowing down or living life on the sidelines. <laughs> and in her highly anticipated new book, Radical Longevity, the powerful plan to sharpen your brain, strengthen your body, and reverse the symptoms of aging, she reveals her radical principles for ageless aging and the best-kept secrets for expanding our youth span. As she says, our biology is not destined to be our biography. I'm Ariana Summer, and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically, and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting-edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized Podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. And Louise, thank you so much for being my guest today and welcome to the Superhumanized Podcast. What a pleasure to be with you and what a privilege, Ariana. Your uh, knowledge is just so vast and there are so many topics I could delve into. I'm very, very excited for your new book. It's right up my alley and right up uh, my audience's alley, Radically and Healthily Extending a Lifespan. Man, and you are certainly a foremost experts with matters regarding this. And I would love to jump right into it. Some of the most pressing topics and some of the topics you also cover in your book and a topic that's at the forefront of most people's minds right now is immunity. And in your book, you also talk about the most essential vitamins, minerals and hormones that can help us reclaim peak immunity. Uh, could you delve into this for us and give us a bird's eye view of what matters most here? 
Bird's eye view, very good, very good topic and very, very meaningful in this day and time because in the age of COVID, immunity is everything and we know this more than ever. I think if we were to choose the most important mineral, the most important antiviral mineral, it'd have to be zinc. And I tell people to think zinc, whether it's to have quite a lot of pumpkin seeds, a very easily absorbable source of zinc, free range eggs, a little bit of ground beef from uh, grass fed beef would be very helpful. But more importantly, to supplement with zinc, at least 45 to 50 milligrams per day. Zinc is so important as the antiviral mineral. It's also very important to be to be taken in a proper ratio with the copper because we have a very copper-rich diet. So I'm feeling that zinc is exceedingly deficient with the majority of people in the country today. The most deficient mineral is magnesium. Second to that is zinc. So think zinc would be number one. And number two, what do you think the most important vitamin would be, Ariana? I would think it would be either vitamin C or vitamin D, and most people are deficient in the latter. I would say it's probably vitamin D, which, as you know, is a pro-hormone. It's actually a hormone. And for those of us living above the 35th parallel, it can be exceedingly deficient in the months of October to March, which is really low vitamin D season. To me, it's not flu season and cold season. It's deficient vitamin D season. So making sure you have a baseline of D, we want at least 70 to 80 NG per ml in our bloodstream at all times. It's exceedingly important. So D is where it's at. D is definitely the bomb is they say. Vitamin C would probably come third in our in our litany of lists. And vitamin C is important <clears throat> because it's a precursor not only to collagen, but it's very important to strengthen the cell membrane and protects against cancer. So in this day and age of COVID, I take at least 15 grams of vitamin C a day. And, it, and the more that you take, the more that you can figure out what, what your what your true level of uh, absorption is. So in other words, if you if you get very loose stools at at least five, mil, five grams, you know that that's too much. You have to take it to bowel tolerance. I tolerate at least 15 grams because I must have had a lot of mercury way back when, when I had my mercury filling. So I'm actually a little heavy metal toxic. I take quite a few vitamin C grams per day, and I know that that's, second, that's exceedingly important in addition to the zinc, in addition to the, in addition to the vitamin D. And then fourth but not least, and last but not least, would probably be the importance of none other than quercetin, which is an antioxidant that helps with the anti-inflammatory aspects of health and healing. Yes, quercetin, I love. I also take it in capsule form. You can find it also in yellow onions, but if you want to take in higher doses, it's of course more convenient to take capsules. I personally really believe in optimal nutrition. Uh, and for me, that means, uh, you know, most of us do not, we do not grow our own fruits and veggies from perfectly intact soils. So adding supplements really can help well-being, optimal cell function, and immunity. With regards to the vitamin C, what is your preferred type of vitamin C that you take at these high doses? I take a C that was developed by a cancer researcher. It's called Vitality C, and one scoop of Vitality C provides four grams of easily absorbable buffered vitamin C with a little bit of D-ribose and a little bit of uh, quercetin in addition to that. And I take it to bowel tolerance, and my bowel tolerance, again, is 15 grams. I can actually go to 20 grams, which is pretty, pretty amazing for most people. So you take it to bowel tolerance, and you uh, just decide what's, what's important to you. I do this for optimum immunity and because I want to protect my cells against cancer. 
using high doses of vitamin C in addition to lysine and proline are exceedingly important to protect the cells against the metastasizing of any type of cancer. And this is the research that was done by Linus Pauli and Mattathias Rath several years ago. So it's an anti-cancer, antiviral, anti-parasitic, anti-flu kind of protocol, which I think everybody would do well to integrate and to implement. Absolutely. And aside from the immunity and the cancer-fighting properties, you also mentioned it, it really helps with regards to building collagen. Uh, so even if your intent is more to boost your skin, your beauty, I also highly, highly recommend it. Superhumanize. In the recent past, we've also heard a lot about the gut-brain connection and how the microbiome influences all kinds of important things. So not only proper digestion, but also the immune system and mental balance. Many people are dealing with gut problems. What would your advice be with regards to the first steps of starting to soothe and heal the gut? You know, I have a microscope. It is a dark field microscope that I use with my clients, and I look at their blood probably three times a day. I have different clients that come in from all over the country. And the most prevalent health pattern that I'm seeing that contributes to a dysbiosis in the gut is something that we've known about for years, but has come out of disfavor. I see quite a lot of yeast. I see yeast and fungus. I see a tremendous amount of candida that's still holding holding a rule over the country here. There's a fungus among us and it's candida. It's kind of the tipping point of a dysbiosis, unbalanced gut. So the first thing you need to do is to get rid of the candida. You can do that through homeopathics if you'd like. You can do that with a little bit of oregano. You can do that with prebiotics. And when you start taking probiotics, you do not want to take high dose probiotics. Anything more than 10 billion CFUs can really put the immune system on overload. And I've learned that from a microbiologist in Japan, Dr. Ohira, who has his own <clears throat> probiotic on the market. So taking the right dose of probiotics is exceedingly important for the immune system. Too much of a good thing is simply too much of a good thing. And eating some fermented foods, whether that's kimchi, a little miso, a little yogurt now and again is also very helpful. That's why I tell people to bring on the pickles. Ah, great. And Dr. O'Hira, yes, I've, I've read about him. I've also used some of his products. He has a fantastic probiotic soap uh, that actually does wonders for the quality of your skin as well. Could you delve a little deeper into the correlation between uh, two highly dosed probiotics and the reaction of the immune system, please? Yes. According to Dr. O'Hira, whose probiotics are about 9 billion CFUs, when there's too high a dose of the probiotics, it acts as a stimulant and over responds to the immune system. So the immune system becomes overreactive, and then it becomes a problem with people that have autoimmune issues. So we err on the side of caution. When you take a look at the amounts of probiotics in some of our natural foods, they're in the millions of CFUs. We're giving the body billions of CFUs. So too much is too much of a good thing and can over, overreact and overactivate an immune system, especially with those of us that are so sensitive in this day and age. And the amount of people in this country that are suffering from autoimmune can Conditions. So for those with rheumatoid arthritis, those with us with MS, those with us with any kind of IBS situation, or even lupus, God forbid, or any kind of viral issue, too much of a good thing is simply too much for the immune system to handle. So a combination of a Dr. O'Hiris, perhaps at a low-dose probiotic, perhaps some kimchi, perhaps some sauerkraut, yogurt, and natto would be very helpful for the entire body. 
Mm, that's really, really good advice. I think most people nowadays are geared to the more, the better. Uh, but with probiotics, the same thing goes, you know, better start with a low dose and let your body work with it. Uh, a lot of people's lifestyles are also very sedentary today. And that on top of inadequate nutrition and other factors uh, often contributes to a very sluggish metabolism. And in your book, Radical Longevity, you also talk about how to manipulate your metabolism. What are the most important things to consider and apply here if you want to boost your metabolism? Well, to boost your metabolism, you need energy. And I find as people get older, their cell batteries become very alkaline on a cell level. So the most important thing you can do, believe it or not, Ariana, is take some apple cider vinegar to get your pH where it needs to be to trick your metabolism into thinking you're younger. And that would be taking two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar three times a day and eight ounces of water between meals or with meals. That will give you the proper acid alkaline balance. It'll give you energy to be able to do the exercise and live the life that you deserve. That would probably be number one. And then number two for metabolism, you need the good oils. Now we're all familiar with coconut oil. We're familiar with What's the, the big oil these days? MCT oil, coconut oil, we're familiar with olive oil, but the most important one for your metabolism is hemp seed oil. So my new mantra in this day and time is hemp, hemp, hooray. Very important for the cell membrane, very important for the mitochondria, very important for the skin, hair, and nails. One to two tablespoons a day does wonders for the metabolism and your skin and your sex drive. It acts as a precursor to hormones and very important for the thyroid gland and your liver. Ah, I'm a huge fan of all things hemp seed. I've not included hemp seed oil to my diet yet, but I will do so now. With regards to apple cider vinegar, do you think it's important that it be taken on a relatively empty stomach with the eight ounces of water? Or can you also take it, say, for example, what I like to do is I actually use apple cider vinegar as the vinegar for my salad dressings. That's the way I like to take it in. Would that be as effective? Yes, it is. I take it as a digestive enzyme because I can't accommodate too much hydrochloric acid, so it helps to tamp up beneficial stomach acids. You can take it any which way, but taking two teaspoons three times a day is very important, again, for the pH. So if you're taking two teaspoons and perhaps two tablespoons of olive oil, you've got a terrific salad dressing. And now, you're gonna, now you can integrate some hemp seed oil into the mix. Fantastic. Uh, what I really, really like about apple cider vinegar too, it also helps the body to detox. I know that's something we can start getting rid of a lifetime of accumulated toxins. Mm -hmm. toxic load. <laughs> yeah, the toxic load in people sometimes is astonishing. I myself did some tests a few years ago and was just blown away at the heavy metals. I've done uh, cleanses to uh, counteract that. But people were just at the beginning of their detox journey. What would be the most important steps to take? Well, I think that apple cider vinegar is a very important step to take because it has a detoxifying, as you mentioned, a detoxifying benefit to the system. And it also is a high source of potassium. And the thyroid gland needs a lot of potassium in this day and age to counteract all the toxins that are in the chemicals and the food that we're eating in the, in the environment, in the water, in the air. So that higher source of potassium is exceedingly important. It's also a detox mineral for the liver. So I'm loving the apple cider vinegar, but it's multitasking. You can take it in your salad dressings that you, as you do. You can take it as a drink as I do, or you can bathe in it to get the 
soothing to get the muscle redu- muscle ache, reducing uh, benefits of apple cider vinegar very easily in a bathtub. So you take two cups of apple cider vinegar in a full tub of water. You rest for about 20 to 30 minutes and you can't believe how energized and how relaxed and how um, rejuvenating you feel with just an apple cider vinegar bath as well. So it can be used topically and internally. Fantastic. I have not tried the bath yet. I will do so today. Another thing I really love to do with apple cider vinegar is dilute it, of course, with some water to mix it into some face masks. It's really great for the skin, but mind you, dilute it. It's uh, much too harsh for most people's skin to apply as is. And it's um, good for the hair as well. It's an anti an anti seborrhea uh, and anti-dandruff mix. Because you see, we have a naturally acid mantle, which is why that probiotic soap that we were talking about earlier is so helpful. The skin has a natural 5.5 pH. And so you need to approximate that and simulate that in all of your skincare products. So it's always good to have a pH strip on hand and to measure the pH of your lotions, your potions, your serums, your soap, and make sure that they're all getting to be that that 5.5 pH, which is slightly acidic. Absolutely. And the skin is our first barrier of defense. It's important to take good care of it, not strip it of all the natural tools it has to defend us. Um, Something I'm really interested in, just because it also is such a massive problem nowadays, in your book, you also delve into memory loss and reversing Alzheimer's. I recently spoke to Dr. Dale Bredesen, who also his life's work is uh, concerned with Alzheimer's and reversing the disease. And in your book, you mentioned the Cinderella mineral that can help prevent memory loss and also reverse Alzheimer's. Would you disclose to us what that is? <laughs> it's, it's such a surprising mineral, Ariana. And the most jaw-dropping discovery that I made when doing the book was how this this mineral without much fanfare can actually not only stop Alzheimer's in, in its tracks, but reverse those fibrillary tangles and the beta amyloid plaque. And it's none other than lithium in a micro dose. We're talking about the nutrient lithium, which you take in at least five to 80 milligrams a day, not like the psychotropic drug that we're so used to. And people have found that they not only can protect their precious memories, but they're starting to reverse their Alzheimer's symptoms. It's it's miraculous. It's, it's pennies a day. And everybody who's listening to this podcast now should start taking it because Alzheimer's starts to rear its ugly head 40 years before it becomes a diagnosis. This is really wonderful and highly relevant information. Thank you for sharing it so much. So important, so important. There was an article in 2014 in the New York Times where they actually use the word Cinderella mineral. And it's been suggested by medical doctors, alternative doctors, integrative functional medicine doctors. It is the best thing that you can do for yourself. If you do nothing else, love lithium. Superhumanize. Love lithium. I love that. And of course, um, anyone who wants to learn more in detail about that, it's all in your book. Um, And speaking of protecting the mind, protecting the brain, which truly is one of our most precious things, you know, that that makes us enjoy life and and enjoy the experiences we have, the memories that we have. Uh, You also put a high emphasis on our environment, our home environment. And there are a lot of uh, brain aging hazards hiding in our homes. What are the things we need to pay attention to? 
Well, we've got to pay attention, Ariana, to the pots and pans. We pay a lot of attention to what we're cooking, what we're eating. We're biohacking our health left and right, but nobody's looking at what you're cooking in. And that's where you have to take a look at the aluminum, the aluminum foil, which has been connected dramatically to Alzheimer's in at least 150 papers published by Dr. Christopher Exley, Mr. Aluminum. You've got to also look at your iron pots and pans that are made from cast iron, because that can be a way in which iron starts to uh, integrate into the system and can stockpile in the brain, which has also been dramatically connected to Alzheimer's, liver problems, liver spots on your hands, as well as problems with your brain, your joints, and your skin. So my point being is with all of this is you've got to start looking at what you're cooking in and get something very neutral. My suggestion in that regard is probably a glass covered clay like the Rommertoff. It's a German uh, casserole that I use consistently. Uh, you, you cook in infrared heating when you're cooking in clay, but it's protected with a glass glaze so that there's no clay that emanates from the, the unit into your food because that can be a source of lead. Or you get some waterless cooking utensils like Salad Master, which is a high-gauge stainless steel that you can be cooking in lower than 180 degrees to protect all the enzymes. Nobody's talking about enzymes anymore, but you can kill food if you're using high and dry heat. Absolutely. And enzymes are such a vital part of supporting our health. And most of us are enzyme deficient due to the way we eat processed and overcooked foods. I'm really interested in because it's been, you know, you can research so much to try to find non-toxic cookware. I mean, we use these things multiple times a day. Um, was there a particular brand? I may not have caught it uh, with regards to the uh, glass covered clay that you can recommend. Romertoff. Ramertoff, fantastic. And of yeah. course, I can't spell it right this moment, but if it is, it is, I need to take a little more lithium. Uh, it is Ramertoff. I think it's R O M E R T O P F, Ramertoff. The food comes out tasting so delicious. There's something about the infrared heat element in clay that you cannot match in any other material. So if you can get a clay, but I believe it should be glass glazed because we never know if that clay contains lead and you don't want the lead leaching into your food. We now know that there's a certain amount of lead and cadmium and even the enamel covered iron that I used to recommend. So now it's Romertoff all the way, or it is the waterless cooking that you can get through Salad Master. That's a brand name that I'm familiar with on the internet. Outstanding. I'll make sure to put some links up in the show notes as well. And talking about cooking and food, a uh, thing that really piqued my interest, um, you talk about in Radical Longevity, in the book, you talk about the unexpected and quote, forbidden food. Uh, that makes our skin, joints, eyes, arteries, and brain feel years younger. Would you disclose that to our audience? <laughs> we covered it already. We gave them a sneak peek. It is none other than hemp seed oil. Ah. It's forbidden because it's an omega-6. We see we've demonized the omega-6s. Little did we know there are good omega-6s that are unaltered, unheated, and not full of chemicals. So we've got the um, hemp seed oil. We also have one that heals the intestines from the mouth to the anus, which is pine nut oil. Oil. So if we know anybody with ulcers, leaky gut, or problems in their esophagus, this is a very, very healing oil that can take away all kinds of
of GERD within six weeks. So that's another omega-6. It's kind of a gamma-linolenic acid type element. So we've got the pine nut oil, you've got the hemp seed oil, and another one would be sesame seed oil. They're very stable. They should, they should be either refrigerated or they should be in a cool spot. And they're very, very delicious, good for the skin, good for the hair, good for the gut inside and out. Fantastic. And especially with regards to pine nut oil, I've uh, read that in Siberia, it is really revered and used as a general health and longevity tonic and has been used for many hundreds of years with regards to that. Oh, it, it is. That's the one I like. It's Siberian pine nut oil. Yes. And there is differences between the quality, of course, um, needless to mention, always know your sources, research where it comes from. And uh, if you want to get the best of the best, there's actually a process. The, the old ancient process of making this pine nut oil is with uh, very specific appliances that are a far cry from the industrialized way of producing oils today. It's really a holy food that should be sanctified and elevated. It's probably the most important thing you can do for ulcers. I don't know if I mentioned that, but the it can heal ulcers, heal GERD. It can heal an irritated esophagus. It is a most overlooked and ignored remedy. Mm, I love that you call it a holy food. And um, you also have something that you call the 10 commandments of radical longevity. I'd like to talk about a few of those. One that really was close to my heart was the one where you say respect aging as a privilege and age with power, grace, guts, and beauty. Uh, such an important message, especially nowadays in a youth uh, crazed culture. Well, it's a privilege indeed, because it's denied to far too many people. Absolutely. And it's really a change in your own mental paradigm to enjoy each day, to be grateful for each day. Gratitude is also something uh, you emphasize. Oh, indeed, indeed, indeed. Gratitude and hope. Gratitude and hope. And yes, you've mentioned uh, the Japanese researcher Masaru Emoto and uh, how his research with regards to uh, crystals of water that mm. have been exposed to different emotions, emotions like love, like gratitude or negative emotions. And the, uh, the effect it had on those water crystals is quite fascinating. And especially because the most beautiful water crystals were the ones in where he spoke blessings of gratitude. So that's why every day when you wake up, you should just say something out loud, do an affirmation of all the things in your life, in your environment that you're, gra that you're grateful for, at least 10 things. Wonderful. I live by that as well. The first few minutes of my waking hours are spent with gratitude and a gratitude ritual. It just sets up the day in a completely different way. And I think the cumulative effects are also amazing. It literally rewires your brain, how you encounter the world and how you see yourself within the context of the world. Something that also has to do with gratitude for me is giving back from the abundance that I have. And one of your Ten Commandments is uh, for radical longevity is to give blood regularly. Now, for, <laughs> <laughs> so from a moral compass point of view and doing the right thing for our fellow humans, it's a wonderful thing to do, but explain to us why is this also beneficial for our longevity? 
It's because of that iron connection that I mentioned when we're cleaning out a radical longevity kitchen and casting out the cast iron. It's because iron can start to build up in the system and become a ticking time bomb when it comes to problems with your brain and your heart and your liver and your skin. So we want to reduce our iron. The most important thing to be done for your health and for your heart is to donate blood regularly at least once a year. And if you've got high ferritin levels and you've got to donate every two to three months, you've got to take a ferritin blood test, Ariana, to get a baseline of what your starting ferritin is, and then make sure you get it down to the levels that I identify in the book as being optimally healthy, the healthiest and long-lived people in the world. The super agers, I like to call them, have the lowest amount of iron in their bloodstream. Ah, uh, that is a fact I was not aware of. And this is also something uh, within your Ten Commandments, uh, you say adopt the habits of superagers, the most long-lived populations of the world who live to 100 or beyond. Uh, there's places, of course, that um, have been mentioned in the past, also people who follow health and wellness news and developments may be acquainted with uh, people from Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, or Loma Linda in California. What do these people do differently from the vast majority of the human population. They're grateful. They have a lot of wonderful social connections where they hug, they kiss, they touch, number one. Number two, they wake up every day with a sense of purpose. They exercise. And many of them have very low iron levels. So the point being is that they do all of these things, either super traits of the super agers, and they eat a mostly plant-based diet. I think that's important to talk about. They eat some fish, some chicken, some beef. They eat a lot of beans, interestingly enough, that can recycle old bile. Beans are a real important staple of the super agers, as well as barley. Of all the grains out there, who would think it was barley? Superhumanize. Interesting. I have to research that. I was not aware of that. And what you just said is after my own heart, eat more plant foods. I'm plant-based. I went vegetarian and then vegan starting 14 years ago. Now, of course, that is not necessarily for everyone, but I love what you say. It sounds like be very plant-focused, you know, have your uh, sides of, of some chicken and beef, but don't make it the main focus of your meal. That's a, and that's something I think that a lot of science now corroborates, you know, really, if you don't want to go plant-based or can't, everybody's different, but definitely be very plant-focused. Indeed, and, indeed, indeed. And with regards to our cells, uh, the regeneration and repair in our body starts at the cellular level. And in your book, you also talk about activating cellular rejuvenation you know, foods and beverages that we can use to increase cellular rejuvenation. Can you give us one food and one beverage and the rest, of course, the audience can find in your book, but that can increase our cellular rejuvenation? Well, I would say that apple cider vinegar is coming back to bless us once again. The apple cider vinegar, because of its ability to kind of tweak the cell battery more to the acidic side because your cell battery on the inside needs to be a little acidic would probably be one of the most important foods. And then one of the most important supplements, if I may, is something called redox signaling molecules, which are signaling molecules that turn cells on to be healthy. So all of these innately need to be in a younger system. And then when you get older because of age, because of infection, because of stress because of the environment, you lose your ability to become more acidic on a cellular level, you become more alkaline on the acidic cell level, and you want to be more, uh, you become more 
alkaline, you need to become more acidic, and then we lose our redox signaling molecules because we're using them up to replenish and restore. So it's a matter of losing our reserves, and you can replenish all of those quite easily, inexpensively, and tastefully. Excellent. And um, Anne Louise, there's a question I ask every guest I have the pleasure of talking to on this podcast, and it's it's uh, about their practices, the practices that most positively influence you mentally, physically, or spiritual. Can you share one or a few of those with us, please? I do my effort. I'm a big believer in the power of speaking. You are what you speak. So I constantly watch what I'm speaking. I bless people that I that are doing well. I bless that which I want. I bless my food. I bless my 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 family, my work. I bless the, the mission of my book, the mission of my career, and I bless the world so that we will have peace on earth. Wonderful. And yes, I believe that very firmly two words have power and uh, spelling and spelling, both different iteration of the word have real meaning and can affect your life. For people who want to learn more about you, where can they reach you, Anne-Louise? I would go directly, Ariana, to annelouise.com, where we have our own podcast. We have a number of blogs, wonderful articles, certainly information about the books, the programs, the detox and weight loss uh, opportunities that we offer. And I would love to just welcome everybody to annelouise.com. Great. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Your book, Radical Longevity, is out, I believe, on the 11th of May. That's D-Day, my darling. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Much success. I know it will be a huge success, uh, just like your other books. And I am so very grateful you took time out of your very busy life to share your wisdom and some really, really great tools with our audience. Um, very, very grateful to you, Anne-Louise. Thank you for being my guest today. And my pleasure to be with you. Superhumanize. Accelerated Evolution. 